Uh, Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. I hate you. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. It is Tuesday, May the 9th. This is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. I've started in a very ABC manner there. Yeah, very... you really can't. You know what? I've noticed a change in your routine. It's good. Whoever, whatever expert you've brought in to help you straighten, up, straighten up your intros. I got Sav Rocker in. You took the Sav up- effect. It's been good for Levi, yeah. but obviously Levi yeah, hasn't needed Sav of, of late. Yeah. So Sav's had some extra spare time. He's got down, yeah. helped me with my intros. Yeah, Will knelt down before he started the intro. He ripped a bit of carpet up, just flooded it in front of the microphone just to see which way the wind was going. Because I think if BT was to watch your intro, he would say, now Will needs to speak out to the left of the microphone. It'll swing back to the right. This is something we noticed when we... Well, I think it was something that you had previously noticed uh, that came up when we were watching the football together, which was the fact that BT always loves when they're kicking for goal to tell them where they should be aiming at. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Run people through that theory? Well, I mean, it's not a theory. Well, but well, what, what does he do? What's his like kind well, of his, modus his idea, operandi? He, he normally what he normally just talks about the ground, and he'll say the you know that that particular end of that particular ground will have a fade left or right. So he will say you will aim for a certain goalpost and drag it you know x direction to get to y direction. And sometimes you'll go to like if they're at Adelaide Oval and say Warren Treadray is in the booth, he'll say Warren. You know, uh, would you say this is a left to right? Yeah, that's right, BT. You need to hang it out to the left goalpost. And then, like, as soon as it comes off the boot, BT will be proven correct. I mean, this is the thing, though. Like, in the game we watch, and it's only a small sample, because I don't, I'm not really kind of noticed it before. But Have you really never something. noticed it before? Oh, okay, you know what? I, I thought it was just a given. I thought people knew that about BT. Okay, once you said it, I realized it was true. <laughs> you know those things that you instinctively know that people are doing, yeah. but it hasn't obviously bothered me enough that I'm like, or I haven't had anyone to turn yeah. to and go, fucking BT, you know yeah. what he always does? It was like when our mate Vaughn pointed out to us that um, Tom Harley, when he used to commentate, Vaughn said, you watch this. That guy packs more words into a sentence than any other human alive. And then you noticed it. He would go on these runs, these monologues with no punctuation, these giant chunks of dialogue. It's like, yeah, Tom Harley speaks a lot. Yeah, it's one of those things that once... Here's the thing with the BT stuff is... I think there's other things about BT's commentary yeah. that bothers me more. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a, I like BT. Uh, I, I, I don't dislike BT. Yeah. Um, when, when he's not calling guys poofs. Well, <laughs> that's some of the stuff I don't like. I mean, the thing about BT is he's not really a modern man. No. Or there's a little bit of him that is definitely like... He's one of those guys who just... He kind of hates things that I love. The things that I, I, I so for example, doesn't like uh, people lairizing, <laughs> doesn't like guys turning their backs on the goals, does not like people turning their backs on the goals. He does not like people celebrating 150th or 250th games. Yeah. Does not like kids on the ground. Yeah. Like all those sort of things that I love. Now I don't know what BT's opinion was on uh, Bevo giving Bob Murphy the medal, but I don't reckon he was into it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's a traditionalist BT. Yeah. But uh, he was. He's. I feel like he's tempered his commentary a bit because he, he used to be Mr. Wow Wee and Bang yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But Yippee I feel yo. like, yeah. But I, I think he's eased back on the on the catchphrases. So here's the thing. Like I noticed this on the weekend, and there was this uh, moment in the commentary where uh, 
Zhong uh, either got it to Elton or Elton got it to Zhong. Oh. <laughs> Are you just waiting? <laughs> and it was one of those moments where you're like, where the fuck is Dennis? <laughs> Den- like whoever, yeah, yeah. whoever was commentating yeah. at the time kind of went, Elton Zhong, yeah. not Elton Zhong. And, and, and committee would have gone, ah, oh, uh, Elton to Zhong takes the mark and says, I'm still standing. Oh, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Tiny dances his way through the mark. <laughs> like a candle in the wind. <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, catchphrases, it's uh, worth noting the sad news that uh, Louis the Lip, Lou Richards, passed away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sad news. A legend. Well, not a legend. Not in the legends of the AFL, which is a bit of a controversial thing, uh, mm. because... Uh, as a player, they deemed that his playing record wasn't good enough to be there as a player alone. And um, th- there isn't kind of a an ability to take in sort of influence on the game or, mm. I guess, um, his media career. But as everybody's kind of noted in the football media today, um, the, the football media would not exist without Lou Richards. Mm. Like the reason that there is... The reason we have this show... Is it's because the, of Lou Richards. Yeah, it's a ser- <laughs> but he was the first guy who to bring sort of comedy... To football, right. that's not so serious, and it's not just this kind of like you know jock pursuit. It can be something like it's a family game. It can be entertaining. It can be silly. They can make fun of themselves. Yeah, and he was one of these legendary guys. Some people won't know it, but he was. His whole thing was he, like he, I think, retired the year before television came to Australia. So it was a bit of perfect timing. He was also a journalist, I believe, previously, so he understood the media. But he wanted to be an entertainer. And, mm. and, and he was like, because there's probably listeners who are too young to have ever, ever really seen Lou, Lou uh, Richards on TV. But he had that old school vaudeville quality. You know what I mean? Like he was like, who are the guys that used to try and get you into the tent to see the show? The guys that go out the front and, you know, yeah, what I, are they called? The, I, I don't know. Whatever. I've never had to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for my own show in Edinburgh, maybe. Yeah. It was, yeah. Hawkers or something? Hawkers, something Hawkers? like that. But he had that old school quality. Like he, you know, when he would, when he would talk on TV and give interviews, it felt sort of scripted and, um, verbose and over the top. But that was kind of like what you loved about him. Well, the other thing was he was, uh, he sounded like an, a lot of old school American sort of vaudeville comedians. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and he had, because, and he had one line. Mostly because he was using the material of a lot of <laughs> yeah. American vaudeville comedians. I mean, he was There was a lot of take my wife please type stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, you know, his big famous one was uh, that he's, uh, oh, um, okay, okay, here we go. we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. As an old tribute to Lou Richards, if people don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm now, let me, uh, do you need to pause okay. it so you can, work no, no, it no. Up? Okay. I think, I think, I think I've got it right. Okay. I'm answering the phone, right? Yeah. I'm talking to someone else on the phone, but you're an observer okay. uh, to this phone call. You don't say, you don't say, you don't say, you don't say, hangs up. And then you say, well, what was it about? He didn't say. <laughs> Yeah. Rest in peace, Lou. <laughs> uh, he was, uh, yeah. So that was kind of his style. But but he also would throw like he would. He was a bit of a, a, a prototype BT because he would come up with phrases and sayings and nicknames and jokes like sticking out the dukes and bang and you know all that kind of stuff. Like I had completely forgotten that he coined the flying doormat for Bruce Stool and like, the galloping gasometer. Do you yeah. remember <laughs> the galloping? <gap and> <laughs> Yeah, he was the BT of his day. But how the, the flying doormat is like one of the most enduring kind of sports nicknames in Australia and sums up like Bruce Duell so perfectly. That sounds like a line you and I would have come up on this show. Like, that's fucking brilliant. That was just one thing he came up with. 
Yeah, that's his version of Joe Danaher has a tiny head. (laughs) (laughs) And we're making fun of his old-fashioned, unimaginative (laughs) humour. Yeah, um, one of the things I loved, and this is one of the things that I do love about football, because I know from people outside football, football sometimes gets a a hard rap. Um, But uh, at the end of his days, like, because he he was a beloved Melbourne celebrity, like he was Mm. King King of Moomba. And of all the of all the things that people have talked about in the last twenty four hours, the King of Moomba comes up. I'm like that's fucking great. Well, this is the problem: is that Moomba now is a bit of like a, well, Moomba's where gangs go to fight. Yeah, Moomba's a punchline now. You know what I mean? Yeah, Moomba's one of those things that like people like think, treat as a bit of a joke now. Nobody knows who the King and Queen yeah. of Moomba are now, but he was King of Moomba in the time when. You know, that gave you the keys to Melbourne. Like, yeah. he was the biggest celebrity in town for Yeah, a while. worth noting, one of the other uh, kings of Moomba, uh, Zig and Zag, one of them turned out to be a pedophile. Yeah, it turned out. But one, <laughs> I don't know if it was Zig or Zag, so let's not defame the one that it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved that um, when they were doing the Sunday footy shows, I can't remember which one it was, but he... They essentially, he would still in his sort of 80s, like come out and do, you know, when they gave the players their oh, little prize pack at the end move of the thing. Move the target, yeah, because they'd do the handball comp, comp on the Sunday footy show. Right, and they'd and get they'd Louis back the, in. Yeah, just it, sitting, on a little, sitting on a little stool with his legs dangling off the ground. Right, like just he was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 no, like he was Kermit the Frog meets Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> and apparently Gary Lyon was saying, because Gary Lyon was involved in that, Gary Lyon was saying that by that stage, Louis was pretty loose and he'd always had a bit of a larrikin streak. And apparently, like, a couple of times he dropped the F-bomb and stuff. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what a great character of the game. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, all right. How are you feeling? How's your... Uh... Well... Well, firstly, we should talk about... Should we talk just briefly about last week's episode that came, ca- oh, came out? Well, look, we recorded it this time last week. Yeah. And look... Touch wood this that it's not. This out, one's right? coming out all right as well. But we had uh, we did our first interview, and it turns out, look, it was just harder than we thought. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it got up there eventually. It did mean that the episode went up uh, after the Saints game. But I need to say that you know that's why we say the date. We we talked last week. Why do we say the date at the start of the podcast? Well, this is the reason. So you know that Charlie thought that the Saints were going to win on Friday. That's right. I actually, we watched the first half together. We did. Uh, and, and then you went home. Yeah, because I had to feed, I had to let out and feed the dog because I hadn't planned on staying here to watch it. And then I realized no. my dog hasn't been outside for 10 hours. <laughs> I should probably go home. Uh, but when I got home, I watched the second half and I must, I've got to admit in that last quarter, I actually danced a jig on my coffee table when Jack Stephen snapped to put us like three goals in front. Like I jumped up on my coffee table and did, I'm half Irish, you know, so I did a little, a little jig on my coffee table. I haven't done that, Will, since the Ross Lyon era. Actually just been so happy to see my team pull off a win. They were so good. Like, I mean, we were when we watched the first half together, I was like, oh, well, this is pretty cool. Like, you know, St Kilda are putting up a real good fight. fight yeah. And it's really nice. Charlie's going home at halftime, so I don't have to console him in the second <laughs> half. This is going to be fine. And I did, even myself, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, They've had a real crack, but so Kilda are good, man. They're yeah. starting to warm into it, and they're good. And can we just talk about Jack's fucking mullet? No. Nah. What <laughs> That's is go- disgusting. What is going on? I like, know. I didn't know. Did you know Jack uh, Jack Stevens from Lawn? <laughs> Mate, I love it. Like, that is really 
got me enthused about St Kilda, that haircut. Where has he been? I just haven't seen a lot of the Saints this season. He had a shaved head last year and he's just come back with this Cletus look. <sighs> so much it's, better. It's the Cletus, right? I love it. Yeah. It looks like... I think, I think from what I understand, Jack yeah. is a fairly unique individual. He has like chooks in his backyard and stuff. He's a quiet kid from down the coast. Yeah. Like, because you know, that was the thing about, you know, when because he's your best player, obviously. Yeah. And the whole thing was around whether, well, why isn't he the captain of the club, right? Yeah. But part of that, around that, is the have idea you, have that... Have you seen his haircut? Like, have you seen his haircut? That's the discussion they have. Yeah, but they'll... We have to do photos, like, if he's the captain. We can't send him to the captain's day photo shoot with that haircut. Do you reckon the other captains would have boycotted? <laughs> They're just like, hang on. We're not going to, like, have people think we played in the 80s. Yeah. They haven't protested this hard since Stephen Kernahan's mullet. In the uh, in the eighties, mate, I love it. I, I'm I'm into it. Well, he's playing fucking well. So I just like his whole vibe. Yeah. Like, there's just something about him that I just think is so old school. He looks like when the other guys come out and they like get uh, given a Gatorade that he should be given like an iced coffee Big M. Yeah, that's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he should be wearing a flannel shirt with the sleeves ripped off. Mate, he should do his warm ups in high vis. I fucking love it. Like, if he was smoking a dart and turning a stop slow sign as you went past some work site, you would not, he would not look out of place. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we've said all year. He's got to be the one guy who doesn't want to move back into the city. Yeah, he's like, love and I love that subway, a mate. Subway, mate, KFC, blockbuster video. What else do you need? <laughs> mate, my subway card isn't going to fill up if there's other restaurants to choose from. <laughs> Uh, we've said on this show, well, my fear has been that we are one gun midfielder short of being like a top four team. Turns out we actually have some pretty gun midfielders. I think maybe like Seb Ross, I didn't realise that that was his fourth game in a row this year. He's had 30 plus touches, 17 yeah. clearances. Like he's actually turning into a gun. What's happened the last two weeks is we brought in Kobe Stevens inside midfielder. So I think that's allowed... Seb Ross to step up his game because it always felt like we had three plotters. By the way, it still feels like he should be doing the finance report. Seb Ross. Seb Ross with the finance report. <laughs> like that's, that's, I trust him with my accountant. Uh, but he's been able to step up because it used to be the idea we've got three plotters and Jack Stevens, so yep. we had no breakaway speed. But that turns out when Seb's not having to play an inside role, he can go off the leash and like he outrun, uh, he outran Giants players like a few times um, on Friday night. So it was really good. Like, doesn't mean anything if we can't back it up this week against Carlton. And, you know, if there's one thing I've learned, last year we had a couple of big upset wins, like against Geelong, for instance, and stuff, and then we lost to the Gold Coast. who would lost 10 in a row to that point. So, you know, the lid is on, Will. The, the, lid, is, the lid is firmly on, but it was, it was some really good signs. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I liked it. Uh, all right, so um, uh, should we get into? We should, well, that was the first. That was the first game. game so that's easy. Yeah. We've talked about that. Well, the one now, thing I would say, yeah, is uh, okay. So you watch three sixty. You see Ross Lyon up, uh, uh, Richo on three sixty. Mm, no, he when he when he evaluates a game, he comes back to two words. Oh, have I seen him? Yes, yes. Okay. You've seen him talk. Yes, sorry. but yes. he's got two words he uses again and again, which is positive and yep. pleasing. Positive and pleasing. It is this terrible mantra. for radio. <laughs> like those popping sounds. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the person who's like on the desk is constantly going to have to be writing his levels. Or maybe that's the thing. Maybe he, they were just the words that he uses as a vocal warmer. Like it is there to test the microphone. So he's always like positive, plodding, positive and plodding pleasing. midfield, plodding, <laughs> plodding. But I just wonder, like, it's kind of corporate speak in a way. Like when someone will come out and say to him something along the lines of, 
you know, was that the best fourth quarter you've played in your time at the Saints? He'll be like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know. Uh, Jack, uh, Jack, uh, he'd been quiet in the third quarter, and then he got the, and then he got two goals, which and that was pleasing. And then I thought the back line was really positive. Yeah, it was, uh, it was overall it was a pleasing performance. It's like, all right, why? I feel like there's a guy who wants to say more, but he's been sort of media coached into sticking to these two key phrases. There's something very sort of generic about positive and pleasing. You can interpret it in a number of different ways. I, I feel like, yeah, he, he'd be one of those guys that even if it was bad news, he'd present it in the same sort of fashion. It's about... like It's like a hostage negotiator. Yeah, he's basically like, uh, we've just got the news. I'm uh, HIV positive. Yeah. Uh, and that is not pleasing. <laughs> can you stop sending Richo out <laughs> to talk to the patients? <laughs> like, it doesn't make the news any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing I'd say too about yeah. the, the Saints game is on Friday Disappointing night, that nobody went with uh, Jack Kills the Giants I was, uh, that yeah, I suggested you, to you on Friday. Yeah. Did not see it anywhere in the media. Oh, there's one thing I should point out, actually. Um, two things I'll point out. But, okay. uh, you know, a lot of people have given me stick on this show for always bringing up Rocky Four. Uh-huh. On Saturday, Jay Clark wrote an article where the subject... Jay-Z. That's what they call him, Jay Clark, Jay-Z. That's his nickname. Giants outslugged in Rocky IV Uprising. Uh, hang on, is Jay-Z ripping shit off this podcast? It was the Rocky IV remake at Eddie Head Stadium. Like Rocky Balboa, St Kilda was the blue-collar underdog against the more athletically gifted and talented Greater Western Sydney. Shut the fuck up, Jay-Z. You can't sample our shit, mate. Ivan Drago had all the high-tech training equipment. I've literally said this on the show. Perhaps just like the Giants... Uh, have had all the high draft picks. For three quarters, you thought the Giants were merely toying with the Saints and would land the knockout blow, but one of the finest one of the finest uh, wins in Alan Richardson's coaching career was the Saints, who stunned their rivals with a six-goal final term. But he, bait, I mean... Jay-Z. I'd Jay uh, Clark. Herald Sun. Herald Sun reporter, Jay Clark. Jay Clark, hit us up. If, if you I mean, it sounds... Well, don't hit us up, Jay Clark, because we will have legal proceedings <laughs> in your direction for ripping off our fucking material, mate. Hey, uh, Bevo might have done that this week. What do you mean? I got a little bit of feedback around this, and what? you said you had two points about the Saints, so I, uh, we'll get back to the other one. But um, in his press conference after the game, they were asking about the uh, the rule formerly known as deliberate out of bounds. Yes. And uh, he said, what's it called now? And the journalists go, insufficient attempt. And he said, oh, is that what the the crowd's yelling out? Insufficient attempt! Insufficient attempt! Did he really do that? And got a big laugh oh, from the journalists. So, wow. Two guys, one cup is yeah. seeping into the All NFL. I'm saying is, Bevo, I'm watching you, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, the last thing I'd say about the Saints is after that win, I watched it again immediately on the replay. I uh-huh. played it straight after. I watched it, so I sat up to like 3 a.m. watching the replay and was so excited thinking this is all people are going to be talking about after this round, is the Saints cause this big fucking boil over. Right. And Upset there's going the to round. be so much fucking press on the Saints. Nah. And then it was the greatest upset round of all time. Well, it, it really was, wasn't it? It was... I, I mean, think, the thing with I think they is, said it was like... It, it, there was some incredible stat about it being the, the first round since a very long time ago <laughs> um, that... Uh, all the teams had lost to teams that were below the uh, that were yeah below, below them, them on the ladder below yeah. them on the since ladder since 1970 or something or 1975 yeah, like a long time yeah. a long time ago this is the precise statistical information you get from this podcast. so that does two things one it robs me uh, my team of all the press that yeah. for that round but the second thing is it made me go holy shit like 
when we play Carlton next week, you know, we're no shoe in. Like, no All bets one, are off. No one is safe. That's what the theme of this season is. All bets are off. Watch your backs. Doesn't matter. You can't predict anything. <laughs> it's a fucking lottery. Anyone could win. <laughs> Brisbane, still a chance at Premiership. Yeah, it, it's... um. It, it is crazy, isn't it? I mean, the Bulldogs were probably the only favourite who won for the weekend, and they were below Richmond on the ladder. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, but let's... We'll, but we'll get to that. So, man. GWS, what do we mention about GWS? What was your feeling? Well, Cause when they, they... they're a man down. <clears throat> yeah. So, I feel like... And really, they missed Toby Green. Toby Green's like third or fourth still on the oh, yeah. goal-kicking. And, la- and last time he yeah. played against us, he kicked five goals and got three Brownlow votes. So... Yeah. They got Whitfield coming back next week. Yeah, look, I, I mean... I, there's been a lot of talk about their depth, which maybe that's what the injury exposed. Is their best, you know, 20 players, 18, 20 players are fucking exceptional. But then, you know, you sort of take one of those out of the equation and, and they become a, just a bit less of a team. I just think, and look, this might this is a vibe thing, a Charlie Clawson vibe thing, but because they've been brought this manufactured team, because there is not like a history at that club or there's nothing that they're playing for beyond their own personal professional pride. You know, it's not like a culture to that club that they're bleeding for. Mate. Maybe they're like a bit of that heart. You know what? They're establishing a culture. Yeah. And that culture is don't live where you play. <laughs> <laughs> live as far away from where you represent as possible. That's the culture. I got so many texts after that win from people who were, and every text was along the lines of, it's so great to see those arrogant little fuckheads put in their place. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's a problem for, a, you know, a fledgling club is fighting the image that you're a bunch of arrogant fuckwits. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, obviously it is. But I think when you're in on the inside, you like, you love your arrogant fuckwits. Oh, yeah. You know I what wish, I mean? I mean, I would love to barrack for GWS if, if circumstances yeah. have been different. If you, if you only discovered AFL football five years ago and you happen to live... In yeah, mean, Western Sydney, and you're like, you know what? Uh, I guess I'll barrack for the team that represents my area of the world. Our producer needed to pick a team last year and had the entire league to choose from. Right. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't do his research because if he'd read how many draft picks and you know how they'd been helped by the AFL, then like if you just done the maths on that, you would have gone, oh, that's the team I should. Yeah. For. If I want a happy life. Yeah, exactly. You can go with the sure bet now, Hawthorne. Like you know, they've had great success. Or you can go with this young startup who's yeah. doing some really, essentially. Yeah. Tesla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Facebook. Like, yeah. it's one of those things. It's like, no, no, like. Yeah. I'm going to invest heavily yeah. in coal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look at this wind farm look, company. This guy from Greater Western Sydney has just come to me with this idea to get rid of taxis by getting people to use their ordinary cars to drive people around. <laughs> it's an app. And there's this other guy who has this hotel business where you don't even need to own any hotels. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, GWS, they look, they look great when they got the ball. Mm. Like they still look fantastic when they've got the ball. You can never believe that they're going to lose. Yeah. But when they don't have the ball, they don't chase it that little bit harder, do they? Yeah. No, no, no. How good was that Geary tackle on John O'Patton, right? Like he stepped up. I put my hand up. The very first episode of this new season of the show, I was like, I don't know about gears. You said what everybody said. Who's (laughs) Jared Jared Geary? Geary. (laughs) But he's fucking stepped up, man. Like he just is. Has he taken it up a Geary? Has <laughs> yes. he gone into fourth Geary? He's found a second Geary. He's found a second Geary. There you go. There's your headline, Jay Z, <laughs> for next week, you thief. 
Uh, but no, he's fucking awesome. He's just, and you can sort of see. I mean, would, it wouldn't surprise you, would it, if like Liam Picken got made captain of the Bulldogs one day, even if yep. it was for like a short term period, you know, because Bont was you know taking a holiday. Or <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bont's uh, taking six weeks off. So uh, Bont's going to Italy to learn how to cook. <laughs> uh, so. He wants to be a- Bont's going on MasterChef. Uh, yeah, it's weird, but he got it written in his contract that if he won three Brownlows in a row, they'd let him go on MasterChef. So, <laughs> just really loves cooking. Wants to pursue his food dream. Hey, Jesus. So yeah, that's not, I know. That's not static. Yeah, Will's dog that is destroying a plastic the dogs, bottle. Yeah, okay. I might uh, get them. Let's pause and I'll get them it's to stop doing that. unbelievably loud. No, it's really loud. Like, it was, for a while it was fine, and then it was like... <laughs> It's like white noise in the background. I'm like, and, and, and unexplained to people. That's the bit that I would have enjoyed up until that point was like, what the fuck is going on? Are they like popping bubble wrap or something during this podcast? I love that if our files don't crash in the computer, we'll create our own fucking distortion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We don't have to wait for the internet to fuck up the noise. We can actually do it by bringing dogs in. To, like, I mean, it's really loud, Ramona. Like you're being really loud. Oh yeah, you are destroying it though. But it is a, it's a Gatorade, so very on brand for the yeah. football. Yeah, well, she just played her first game. Today, yeah, celebrated so. her first victory, not her first game, but it was her first, first win. Victory. So, okay, all right, I'll pause and see if I can deal with this. Oh, the Ultra Tune ad got cut I out. I think so. Oh, we're yeah. back, by the way. We're back. Um, so last week, uh, because we were watching an Ultra Tune ad mm. uh, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, and yeah. we went into it for it. Like, because it was, uh, the podcast last week ended up being about 70 minutes, and it was about two, two hours. hours long. So I did wonder what had been cut out. I didn't wonder enough to actually listen to the episode, but I did wonder <laughs> what had been cut out. So our, just, our in-depth discussion of... The fine work of Jean Claude Van Damme on the Ultra Tune ad got cut out. Well, if the, the audio... forty minutes we took <laughs> discussing if that, the, if the audio ever uh, gets fixed, then maybe we can release it as a as a bonus ep in the buy round. There you go. You'll get that. I'm putting this on you, Michael, in the buy round. Oh, don't put it on him. But he's he's already like it's hard he's enough. He's working hard enough. He's working hard enough trying to make this show sound professional. And he barracks for Hawthorne, so it's been a tough tough no, run really. for him. Um, all right. Uh, the second game of the round, uh, the North Melbourne Football Club went down uh, to their traditional home of Tasmania against the unstoppable Adelaide Crows. The I te- team, I texted the team you. That, that cannot be beaten. You texted me. In fact, the text said, are you watching North Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Oh my I God. wonder what's happening. It was like... It was like a slasher movie that first quarter. They just fucking marched around, just kicking goals and knocking players down. It was bizarre. And Adelaide were the uh, the couple who had sex in the first. Scene. Yeah, exactly. It was it was it was so weird because we've been in such awe of Adelaide, like just to see them. Now it- I did say last week, unless it was cut out, uh, that. Uh, I believe that you speculated that North Melbourne could win this game. And I said, well, Adelaide have to lose at some stage. The nature of the game that we're playing now is I just can't see a team going through and winning like, you know, 18 or 19 games and Mm. like having a huge streak in a row. I just think that, you know, you're going to lose every now and again. It's also because of the style of the game, right? Like to sustain what the game demands of you now for an entire four quarters, 
is really, really hard. So right. teams and, are just going to have off days. But also, if you're Adelaide and you've like come out of the blocks, if you've flown... I've told the story many times on our other podcasts. I don't know if he's ever wandered over to this podcast of a kid I went to school with called uh, Ramesh Harry Chandran. <laughs> and uh, we used to have this fitness test at school and it was two laps of the Oval. And two years in a row, Ramesh, I believe, I don't want to like... You know, um, uh, I don't want to damage Romish's reputation if this is not as correct. A, if as I, a middle distance runner. If I am remembering this incorrectly. But in my memory, uh, both years he sprinted the first lap and was winning by heaps. And then both years had to go to hospital for an asthma <laughs> attack. <laughs> so I feel like for Adelaide, you, you know, you've got to, you've actually got to do that sort of thing of going, you can't keep going at that pace. Like if you're way out in front and you've got those wins on the board, you've also got to start going, well, are we going to run out of puff, you know, come round and North, know, 18 and or North Melbourne something. were due, I think, uh, widely acknowledged that they had been unlucky in three out of five games. Should have beaten least. the Bulldogs. Yeah, they could be three. They could, well, they could, they could have won three games. Three they lost under yeah. a goal by under a goal. So, you know, they could have been three and whatever. Um, but that, they look fucking good. And you know what? It is. It's making thing- me rethink Ben Brown's hair. Like, oh, here we go. Well, if, what the six goals a week before did it? Jack Stephen with his even weird even with mullet, even with the wind, yes, down there. <laughs> but you know what he, he reminded as he was jogging off at one stage and the wind was lifting that mop of hair up. I was like, he looks like a cast member from Godspell from the nineteen seventies, <laughs> right? <laughs> like prepare you, like you know, he had that he has that kind of seventies hippie kind of vibe. Yeah, I like it. I he reckon- should be driving a combi. I'd like him to lean into that. I would love him to drive a combi. Rocks yeah. up. You see him, you know, with those little packages they do before the game. You see him getting out of his combi. He turns up barefoot to training, wearing like a pair of tweed pants and like uh, braces, no shirt. He's always like a lot of the exercise he does is like climbing trees. Yeah. Kind of like <laughs> coconuts and stuff. That's why he's got good, such good hands because he holidays collecting coconuts on islands. Yeah. He actually made the goalposts himself. He just carved them out of, uh, you know, uh, ancient plywood. His best friend is a Sharon that he draws a face on. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking gun though he's a really good player and then Jared Waite I mean I'd actually completely forgotten he was a player <laughs> well that's what the Jared Waite story is though like Jared Waite is like on the rare occasions where he puts it all together he is unstoppable like the first few rounds of last season like the first sort of five or six games last season he was the best player in the competition yeah but also Jared Waite is one of those guys who comes back in and you go, fuck, how good's Jared Waite? How good are North with Jared Waite? Oh, Jared Waite's not there next week. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, there was, I, uh, the, I was watching one of the Fox footy shows where they were speculating, like if he'd had an unbroken run with injuries and suspension, like what kind of player would he have been in terms of like a, a tall forward? It's like, well, he would have been one of the, one of the best. Mate, if His my impact- auntie... Had a vagina, she'd be me uncle. No, hang no, on. That doesn't make any that, sense. Is that how it works? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, you know, like, that's yeah, the same. footy cliche yeah, yeah, that they yeah, go yeah, for yeah. at every stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like North. Opinions are like assholes, mate. You shit through them. What? Hang on, what? <laughs> hang on, what? <laughs> the guy doesn't, doesn't quite get it. Opinions are like assholes, mate. If you stick your finger in there, you'll find your G spot. <laughs> hang on, what? Why is it? What's this guy? Opinions are like assholes. My uncle's seen mine four times. <laughs> what? Opinions are like assholes. After the age of 40, you should get them checked out every year by an expert. Actually, that's not bad advice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Finally. Uh, all right. North Melbourne beat Adelaide. I don't think no, I don't think too many alarm bells for Adelaide, but the good news for North, right? Yeah, really good news. I mean, 
I is is Tasmania like a stronghold for them? Do you know? It's one of those things where because so you know Tas obviously Tasmania want their own team, right? Like I mean, a few weeks ago, well, was- you've heard that rumor that after this year they're not going to grant any more licenses as a way to kind of like call the AFL's bluff. Yeah, well, the Tasmanian Premier is apparently quite yeah like, bullish like, on this it's, topic. He's like a union leader. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're fucking stonewalling you. This mate. is one of his key things. He's going, well, how about we just don't uh, let you have any fucking licenses? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, they want their own team and I get that. I get why they... Oh, that sounded condescending. No, I get that. No, I get that. Oh, it's adorable. Oh, you want your own team, do you? Oh, you think you were a real state, do you? Oh, you think you're a real state? That's adorable. <laughs> you're precious. I mean, yes. Okay, there is a bit of that about what I was saying. There's no doubt about that. I've been spoiled by the success of the Western suburbs of Melbourne, Charlie. But, um... No, I think they deserve their own team, but I think ideally it would be better if one of the teams wanted to relocate. And as a person who, like, you know, barracks for the sort of teams that are always in these conversations, I know that it's very easy to say when the team isn't your team that they should relocate to somebody somewhere else. Mm. But I just can't quite work out why it isn't in North Melbourne's best interest to be... The North, the North like, Hobart. Play, yeah, like play half your games in Tassie and half of, like, I mean, split your home games still. Play, like, home games in Melbourne and play them in Tassie, but be Tassie's team. And I think Tassie would be into that. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, St Kilda tried to do the Tassie experiment. Well, they've like, had a great association with a Tasmania. Of, a lot of great, lot of great St Kilda players out of Tasmania. But um, it, like two drafts ago, I think, or in the last draft, no, I think two drafts ago, there wasn't like a Tasmanian player picked up got in the three. draft. We've got uh, Jimmy Webster, Mav Weller, and Nick Revolt. Well, Nick Revolt moved to Queensland when he was 10, but you know, you could argue that he's a Tassie player. He's a Tassie player. He's born in Tassie. We would have started playing footy in Tassie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he was like, he might not have even started playing footy if he was living in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tick Tasmania, you take that one. I mean, I, I mean, what? I guess it would depend on what the club has to give up. So hypothetically, if North, you know, were to do this deal with the yep. Tasmanian state government, what hypothetically, for instance, what would the jumper look like? Would they keep their? Would they stay blue and white? Or would they have to throw like some green in there? Just have the fucking kangaroo eating an apple, <laughs> leaning against a fence. <laughs> Just chewing, chewing an apple. Just eating an apple. It's Wearing apple a little hat oil. or sunglasses. Or you give it a map of Tassie. You make it a female kangaroo on the jumpers. It's good. It's nice. It's probably a little politically incorrect in the current day. But I don't know. What, like, what else is emblemic of Tasmania? What is it that well, you okay, need so I'm just to have represented? About the, state. the state jumper, as I recall, was just green with a gold... Mapatazzi. <laughs> Middle. Firstly. Is that right? I, again, I don't want to go back to sounding condescending, but if you get in a fucking team, shut the fuck up about what the jumper is or what they call them. They're your team. You got a fucking team. No, I'm, I'm thinking more from North Melbourne's point of view. Like if I was a Saints supporter yeah. and they told me, okay, this is the deal. There's going to be concessions and we have to put a big, we're in the center of the cross and the St. Kilda thing, we're going to put a Mapatazzi. I'd be like, Okay, I could live with that. I think that's not too much of a departure. But if they said, oh, no, what the jump has to be now is a giant map of Tassie split into red, white, and black, I'd be like, no, actually, you know what? That's pretty that good as well. Right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty good. I'm trying to think. If, yeah. if, if, all right, if it was just like it's not going to be red, white, and black, it's going to be a map of Tassie and but a giant why wouldn't it be? in the bird. Yeah, okay, but that seems like an extreme example. <laughs> 
now you're arguing like Andrew Bolt or Rita yeah, Panahi. Straw man. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, Next well, to what if, jump what if they want a giant <laughs> cock coming out of it and it has to be 3D and the cock gets in other people's... The barbarians have truly <laughs> won. Oh. Um, um, but, I, I, okay, if it was the Bulldogs and they said, okay, we're going to give you like these home games and all this money, but the Bulldog... Because yep. you guys have a bulldog, do you, on the... No, you've gone back to the old school jumpers. No, but you? yeah, but there's some sometimes, bulldogs. Sometimes there's You're going to have a Mapitazzi instead of the bulldog's head. Would you be okay with that? So is it a bulldog's body with a... No, it's just... No, oh, there's okay. no bulldog. There's just a right. Tazzy and the and the stripe. I like that first one. <laughs> just replacing <laughs> the head with the map of Tasmania. So it's half bulldog, half Tasmania. That's my compromise position. That's what I'd be happy with. Uh, yeah, It'd just no. be a bulldog eating a fucking apple. That's okay. It can be uh, the tigers. I mean, they don't need to, but the Tassie tigers, that'd be the Tasmanian tigers. It'd be the obvious. Well, if you're a Fitzroy supporter, if you're one of those Fitzroy supporters who was okay with the... with the, <laughs> By the way, my, I put the dogs in the house. They've managed to get their way out of it. How did they do that? Uh, well, they can let themselves out of the house. And now they've uh, got a bar of soap down from uh, my bookshelves and they've both had a lick at it thinking it might be food. Yeah. It's not food, girls. Can you give them dinner? Can I give them Have their you dinner? Them dinner? Well, it's not quite dinner time. Okay. It's only five. It's all right. I gave them a little snack before, it's but just, just, it looks like your dogs are starving. It's all no, I eating just, bars of soap. Well, <laughs> wash him out. Huh? <laughs> uh, I, look, the Tassie thing makes a lot of sense to me. But if you, if you were a Fitzroy supporter, I guess yes, and you were okay with the Brisbane move, so you know, okay, cool. You know, I want to keep barracking for the Lions in some respect. When you saw what they did with that jumper, were you okay with that? Because it was sort of pretty much became the Fitzroy jumper, didn't it? My personal opinion would be when you went to any of those places, I'd just take all of it. I'd take, I would have, if I were... What do you mean you'd take all of it? Well, as in in Brisbane, for example, Mm. like with the Fitzroy thing, I would have personally just gone, let's keep everything that's Fitzroy apart from the name. Like, let's not worry about anything else. Let's honour the people of Fitzroy as much as we possibly can and the like the heritage of this club. That's what yeah. I would do. I can understand the idea of wanting to have your own identity and your own startup club. And maybe that's the only way you could unite Tasmania because at the moment, I think the Hawks and the um, North playing in like Hobart and Launceston. And so the, the, that island is particularly split mm, right. in half. Oh, so yeah, there are, so to, that kind of idea that you could get the entire state to like support one team. Maybe you do need to, you have your own homegrown team. If you're going to have your own homegrown team, that mm. suddenly puts 19 teams in the competition, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? Do you have yes. a buy again? Yeah. Or do you bring in another team? Or do one of, the, one of the teams that are in there at the moment, do they have to... I think we're at peak teams now. I think if you start bringing other teams, we're going to have to like look at relegation, push some teams into the VFL. Really poor performing teams have to drop down to the VFL level. Is VFL the highest Would that mean, by the way, amateur league? Well, VFL, Sandful, okay. Waffle. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So the best in each of the states. So maybe the winner of the Waffle and the Sandful and the... Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's chuck in the Neeful as well. Okay, you know, so whatever. they can come in. All right, so it's right. the opposite of... Um, uh, uh, what did I just say when teams get dropped down? Relegation. Relegation. It's elevation. <laughs> You're elevating a team. Rather than punishing, you're rewarding. I love that. That's a great idea. We could be the first league that elevates teams. Right. So, 
I, okay, so but eventually you're going to have too many teams, then you have to relegate them, right? You understand <laughs> yeah. how this actually works. No, you no, you're saying there's nine, no, I thought you were saying 19 teams, plus we bring in, to make around 20, an uh, amateur team every year. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the winner but it's of only the, for one year. So what they do is they have the waffle, the sample, the um, the VFL, and the NEFL. NEFL, right? And they have a little tournament at the end where they decide, like you know, a winner. They have a little final series of the winners of each of those, and yeah. that club then gets to be in the AFL that year. I like it. Now, last year. Uh, in the AFL, I don't know if anyone knows, but uh, the Western Bulldogs uh, won the Premiership. You don't say. And uh, in the VFL, uh, the Premiers were the Footscray Bulldogs, the Western Bulldogs, the the our reserves our VFL team, side, our VFL so. side. So would that mean that if they then went on to beat the winners in the Waffle, the Sample, and the Neefle, that this year or in this next hypothetical scenario? we would have two teams in the competition? Yeah, I guess that would have to be, right? Fuck. Okay, that's fun. Well, I don't know. What if the Bulldogs are playing the Bulldogs and someone gets dropped to the VFL for that game? Do they have... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's not bad. I don't mind that as an idea. Yeah, all right, all right, Jay Clark. If you want to take an idea from this week's podcast and rip it off for your column, then that's the one. Yeah, and make the argument for that. So would so would the amateur team that's been promoted? I the way I see it is it's a one. They don't get to year stay deal. in. Yeah, it just year deal? rotates. So then the winner of so the, every year the winner of the local competitions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but or only for one year. Can the can that team um, do they get to play in that final series as well? Can they defend their title or do they have to go back to no? They have to go back to their comp because they have to service the comp and have. I think because so. you can't. Yeah, because let's be honest, they're not going to win the flag. But what if they did? <laughs> it's a Cinderella story. Oh, it'd be amazing! That would be the great. I mean, the Bulldogs is probably the closest we've had to that story. But if you got a yeah, but now we need a better team. one. Yeah, we now a, we need a better story. We need a, we, Rocky needs a reboot. Now we need East Fremantle to be the AF, AFL premiers before Fremantle. Are. Uh, and you know what? They'll probably win one before the Saints do. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the Saints lose to in the twenty twenty two grand final? East Fremantle. <laughs> Not even them. They're under eighteen side. Yeah. <laughs> By weird quirk. Well, that would be the great thing. I, I mean, that's always the fantasy thing. I think we may have talked about this before, but the idea that, you know, Mighty Duck style, yeah. that that slot would be open to... Any, well, okay, for example... Well, well isn't that hey, what Essendon were last year, essentially? Well, how about we make it more interesting? What if the premiers in the women's competition... Obviously, at the moment, that probably wouldn't be an interesting thing, but let's say 10 years from now, when we finally get this through, we get the team up in Tassie and we get our little plan uh, across the board... Um, could we throw the women, the women's premiers in there as well? Give them an opportunity, or is that you can't play I just against don't the men? Think, I don't. Th- I mean, I, I think they could, and they'd probably give it a good shot. But just like physically, would just get completely monstered. But maybe like at this mummy. stage, the women are playing a different game. No, but here's the thing: I reckon Mummy would hesitate running towards. Oh, so you're relying on a psychological gentleman factor, right? I am, <laughs> but I think it would I be think, pretty I think, high. I think there's, um, I think there's quite a few players wouldn't have that problem. Will that's the problem? Oh, if they've had a few drinks and they're at a nightclub, <laughs> sure. But like on the ground, I think there'd be a lot of them who are like, "My mum's here. I can't tackle a girl." <laughs> Uh, I can't ever see that happening. All right. Um, North Melbourne defeated Adelaide in uh, what was the second... Anything up- to say on Adelaide? Just you reckon they just... Had an off day. Had an off day. They'll, They'll be, be fine. fine. 
That's kind of what I would say about Adelaide. Yeah, I agree. Probably pasted tag um, Roy Slow. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the... I mean, because we've talked about two games and both of them have had sling tackle suspensions handed down. What do you yeah. think? Do I, uh, I mean, they're both kind of different. Like one was paid at the time as a free kick against uh, yep. Jared Waite. But the Kobe Stevens one, he actually won a free for holding the ball. Um, but when we were watching it on the night... There was that moment. Did we watch that? I got talked into it by the commentators, I've got to say. I thought it was a good tackle when I saw it. And then it was in slow motion where you see that... I mean, his arms weren't pinned. He held onto the ball. Like, he didn't go to... If he'd gone to protect himself, he probably wouldn't have got knocked out. But it was just a bit... I think it's one of those things where you're unlucky. Yeah. It's like one of those things to me where I'm like, technically... In, I understand what they're trying to stamp out with this law. Yeah. And occasionally, someone who's really just on the line of that is going to get... But he passed the concussion test. I mean, I think what got Jared Waite... Because Jared Waite won, I thought there was even less case to answer in a way because Tom Lynch was off balance when he tackled him. Like, it wouldn't have taken that much force to bring him down. Just Jared Waite happens to be a big guy. So I thought maybe like the mummy thing. But, you know, he got concussion and couldn't come back on. So I think yeah. that... I mean, and look, they're worried about lawsuits in the future. Right. That's the truth of it, right? All this stuff around con- concussion is the fact that, like, you know, in the NFL, people are blowing their brains out and, you know, they're worried about the fact that, like, they have a duty of care towards the people in their workplace. So, no, I get it. I mean, I get it, but it's one of those things where I just think occasionally, you know, somebody, like... Well, it's hard for a player in the moment when they're charging in trying to bring a guy to ground to know if the guy still has the ball, if he's going to do like a 360 rotation. I don't think that anyone looks at either of those players who are involved in that and goes, fuck, they're dirty. Yeah. Like everyone looks at them and goes, I don't know. You were doing exactly what you're told to do. And in you, one second the other way, and you would have been fine. Yeah. But it was one second that way. I mean, it's, I don't think it's their fault, but I think that we you have to kind of... Have Protect. a rule against it so that people know that it's something you probably most of the time just don't even attempt. Controlled aggression. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Collingwood. Uh, <laughs> and again. Well, here's the thing, Charlie. Their backs went against the, their backs went went against against the, the wall. I mean, we talked about this last week. Bucks has to work out the exact um, uh, rhythm of backs against the wall games to get them into the finals. But maybe this is the one he had to lose for that. Yeah. Well, you know. I that mean, would have been great if at the end of the game he came out and that's what he said. He said, guys, I've got a new strategy. It's called backs to the wall. Because our team only plays well when we've got our backs to the wall. Uh, this wasn't even the 125th anniversary, to be honest. We arranged this whole thing just so our backs could get against the wall again. If they finish 10th, 9th to 10th, does Buckley stay in the job? Well, what you're talking about, Charlie, is something that is not going to happen, I believe. They don't. They won't make it as high as. That. I just don't think they can now. I no, just think tenth is. You don't need that many wins to get to tenth, especially. Mate, there's a lot of good gone. teams in the competition this year, and everybody's winning. Yeah, okay. Don't eat that, Winnie. I don't think that's the thing that you should eat. That's some sort of magic eraser. <laughs> so that's probably not. No, no. Not a toy. Okay. <laughs> okay, I've rescued my dog from eating something toxins. <laughs> Blues, though, good. I, I reckon, I mean, we've said this all season, but I think it's a good season to be a Carlton supporter. Yep. Like, I think that you'd be positive mm. about what's happening. It was, uh, I love the Daisy story. Did you just see the <laughs> fact that he, he's got, like, A, he played brilliantly on the weekend, but B, the fact that he went to the club this week and said, because, you know, he's, the, the whole conversation's been around this, like, clause, Huge. that if he plays 15 games, he activates this clause where he gets paid $750,000 or whatever. So he went to the club this week. Uh 
and said, uh, I don't want that to be my contract anymore. Wow. Um, I just want to be picked on my own merits. Um, if you think that I'm good enough to play next year, you can negotiate what a contract for that would look like. But uh, just play me if you want if you want to play me and, and don't play me if you want to play me. But I want to be picked on my merits. And I thought that was a... Daisy, your agent's on the phone. Yeah. What <laughs> He's the like, fuck are you doing? Why are you going to meetings without me? <laughs> you didn't mean any of it. I mean, Daisy said that. I mean, it isn't writing. In fact, that's how he's going to rope a dope him into it. No, I think that, I mean, he's, he seems like a quality person. And the other thing is, I mean, it's not his fault what someone pays you. No. Like, you know, and the reason that he, you know, hasn't been as good for them as he could have been was mostly through injury. Mm. So, but it was good to see him play so well on the weekend. And, you know, that's a really cool story, I reckon. Sam Petrovsky. Seaton? Seaton? Is that Petrosky? Petrosky? Whatever. He's a fucking Petrosky. You Well, put it this way. I, and I think he's... I don't know his name now, but I, I yeah, feel like you I'm will know, know his it. name. Yeah. You'll know his <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, no. Samo, I think he likes to be called too, not Sam. Right. And I think it's out of respect for his grandfather or something. Not, I heard the... Not Hong Kong movie star Samo Hung? I think all, who was his grandfather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think he's, I, I, I may be remembering this like incorrectly, but I think it was out of respect because his granddad was called Sam or something like that. I and guess. he wanted it. But whatever he's called now and whatever the fuck that rat tail is that well, he's wearing. Well, let's think about it. This has been a theme of this episode. Jack yeah. Stephen, Cletus Mullet. I mean, gun. love it. Ben Brown, 70s Godspell hair. Gun. And then Samo here with his rat's tail gun. So you're you're coming back around on the hair. I yeah. think you've been you've been very I've been down on it. You've been but very traditional. To see exactly. Well, I'm not. I'm Dustin I'm, Martin. I. Well, what do you mean? What's wrong with his hair, mate? Dusty Martin's hair. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it's yeah. A I very, wouldn't fucking say anything about it. About Dusty Martin, about you. <laughs> I love that you were like, "What's wrong with his hair? Nothing. Nothing. No, it's all right, mate. Nothing's wrong with his hair. No, I think Dusty's living in the podcast, mate." Long flights to New Zealand to visit Dad. He's like, better put on two guys, one cup. I don't think so. Uh, I've never noticed he had a bad... I mean, he's Mate, got a they, bad they head. referenced it in the Carlton Banner in the first game. They made a joke at the expense of Dusty Martin's oh, hair. I can't even, isn't it just a shaved head? I can't even think of it. No, shaved with like a, a... Like, it's kind of, you know, that sort of shaved Skin on the, on the side, side and then kind of, you know... Shaved on top. Yeah, bit of attitude on top. Yeah, I mean... Mate, is it's, that, uh, Mate, I'm not saying, but I, I, it there is, is a well-known hair thing. in the AFL. Isn't oh, it? I understand, but yeah. I'm just saying in your pa- pattern of gun players having like, you know, mm. hair that is like. I don't think his is bad enough. Oh, no, no, no. You're not taking into account the fact that like <laughs> it's much longer at the back. Show me. Than it is. Well, some of these aren't recent images, but you're going to about to see some fucking terrible, terrible fucking haircuts. So, I mean, look at this. Oh, yeah. Like, look at that. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the tribunal. I've brought in the witness. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah, a... I'd like to, uh, yeah. like to change Would my you testimony. Like to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes sense then. The worse the haircut, the better the footballer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jason that, Johannesson. And it works, yeah. And really it, classic example. And, even it work, and in, a, in a way, it works for Trent Cotchin as well, because although he, his is not like a redneck haircut, it's still a terrible haircut. Oh, yeah. And he's found some form again. It's a Lego haircut. Yeah. Um, all right. It's a haircut that they give you at Just Cuts. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, totally. $18 haircut. Yeah, 18 That's what you get for $18, the cotchin. You pay what his number is. It's a cotchin. Um, all right. I think he's uh, nine. Yeah, that you can get it for nine. <laughs> it's mostly done with clippers. Um, all right. Uh, so, Collingwood uh, in their big anniversary match. Yeah. 
Yeah, Collingwood just. Uh, unfortunately, they had their big function that oh, night as well. Imagine going to that. I've been. Apparently, in... Heath Shaw went. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in. Well, what a great night for him to go. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. if there's ever been a night yeah. where people fucking would overlook whatever Heath Shaw did to have Heath Shaw back at that club, <laughs> like that is the night that he wants to be yeah. there, right? That's going back to your high school reunion yeah. after you made your first million at 24. Yeah. All the kids who teased you. Oh, yeah. Guess who's back? <laughs> yeah. Of course I'm fucking going. Do you reckon, would, would Daisy have gone? He's a 2010 premiership player. I don't think that Daisy went because they would have talked about well, it. He, and I think that's probably rubbing, rubbing it in. Not, that's yeah. really rubbing it in. Yeah. He went in his jumper yeah. straight from the game. <laughs> Just playing the highlights of him kicking that goal. Um uh, I have been in that situation previously. I once very early on, uh, was hosting a function for the Bulldogs and it was a big function for them. Um, and that day they got massacred by Carlton at Princess Park and the, uh, <laughs> Terry Wallace was the coach and the word came through that, uh, Plough did not want any jokes at the function. And there is only one thing that I bring to the table. Jokes. That's all I have. I'm not a good host. I'm a terrible fucking host. Sometimes I have some jokes, but that day, no fucking jokes. What did you do? Uh, very boringly hosted a very somber <laughs> function. It was terrible. It was a nightmare. That's so great. Like Eddie got up and sang with the orchestra at his, and I could just sympathise with him so much that he's like. I mean, the party isn't about today, guys. The party's about 125 years. And in 125 years, we've been ultra successful. Have this we... is a success story. We should be celebrating it. I know it seems shit right now. Anyway, good old Colin. I mean, I guess that happens every year because there's always a grand, uh, grand final dinner for the club that loses too, right? Mate, I bought tickets to potentially that this year. Yeah, but you didn't go. Like, I wonder. I mean, I went. Michael Chamberlain's probably gone to one or two. But I, I bought imagine. the t- I bought the tickets. So, did did you think that I wouldn't go to that after match? Did I say to you on the day whether I would have gone to the function or I don't, not? Don't remember. You I think that. that I would have. I think that I still would have gone to. the I went function. to Morabin when we lost ninety seven. I went to Morabin the day after because they had like a little family day function, and you've never seen a more pissed bunch of dudes on stage. Like, I remember, like, Nicky Winmar and uh, uh, Jason Heatley just fucking, like, stumbling about on stage. I was so blind. It's going, I'm doing a function after the worst day of my, <laughs> my life. life. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on from Collingwood Carlton. Uh, Port Adelaide uh, took on the West Coast Eagles. Now, this was in Adelaide, but, you know, you don't have to travel as far. You're yeah. closer to home. The ground is a similar sort of shape. Yeah. Uh this was, I think this was one of those games and they where... Have a, and they have a good record, Adelaide. I was surprised. And look, Port kicked 12-15 and West Coast kicked 15-7. So their accuracy certainly, you know, got them ahead in the end. I mean, everyone knows that I don't think the Eagles this year are any good. Hang um, on, you don't think that that didn't get cut out? <laughs> no, you don't think the Eagles are any good? I'm going to Perth for shows this Friday night. I've been doing publicity, so I've got shows Friday night and I've got shows, like, two shows Saturday night. Yeah. I've been doing all the radio rounds and stuff to plug the shows. People will not stop talking about the fact that it's the Bulldogs versus the Eagles and how everyone in Perth hates me. I'm like, I didn't coach the team, mate. I just support them. That They had guys, I was doing a radio interview this morning. They had listeners. They didn't ask for calls. Listeners just rang in 
to say to me, he goes, one guy said to me, he goes, well, you're very lucky that you saw the Bulldogs win last year, mate, because you're going to be dead before they win again. Oh, my and God. And I'm like, I was like, it sounded like, are you, uh, as in you're going to murder me on the weekend? <laughs> so uh, let's not piss them off too much. But the West Coast Eagles, they beat Port. So yeah. look, still going to play finals. I'm, I'm not They're a, definitely going to play finals. I'm not a fan. I don't think they're any good, but... <sighs> I guess they are. Like, this is the thing. They don't inspire anything in me. Maybe they are, maybe they are a good team, but I find them boring or something. I don't know what it is, but there's something about the Eagles that doesn't gel for me. It was an impressive win. I like Kennedy. I, I like st- Kennedy. I like Kennedy I've, a I've lot. I said I like Kennedy. Yeah. And I like Prittis. I guess someone actually contacted me on Twitter. I think a Western Australian. Were they some whispers from the West? No, with a complaint or a question. Oh, here we go. Which was basically, you guys are always going on about Western Australian hair, but yeah. apart from Fife and Prittis, like, who are you talking about? So I was like, ah, oh, and I, I thought of it. Well, like, you guys are always going on about how you have champion players, but apart from Fife and Prittis, who are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Bang, take that. Oh, hang on. I'm coming there on the weekend. No, Please buy tickets. she did force me <laughs> to think about it. I'm like, because oh, in my head, I'm like, every player, they've got that same wavy, yeah. weird, curly hair. You're thinking about Sean McManus mostly. Sean McManus. <laughs> And so that's what I wrote back to him. I said, Sean McManus. And he was like, okay, fair call. Yeah. <laughs> Retired 15 really, years ago, but fair call. But it's only three players, but from those three players, it has created this impression from nah, those two of us. I don't think so. I think that, like, there's always a bit of that. Like, even when, like, uh, Ben Cousins first came on the scene, he had a very Western Australian haircut. I remember Mark Lacroix having a very Western Australian haircut. It's more a bit of, like, even more when... that 80s kind of team. Well, you yeah. know what it is? It's more like even when they have the haircut, it's like when like a bit of fashion comes in and then suddenly you see that same bit of fashion in like uh, Just Jeans or like one of those shops and yeah. they've done their version yeah. of that fashion, but it's not quite Jeans as... Jeans West. Yeah. yeah. Jeans yeah. Western Australia. Yeah. Jeans West Coast Eagles. <laughs> There's just a certain sort of... And I've always associated it with nothing more than the different climatic conditions it's hotter over there you're outdoors the time more often <laughs> you'd have a bit more blonde in you know yeah. you kind of because your tips are going to lighten up when you're going surfing in the morning there is, you got a bit more frizz there's from the, always a the thing salt water about the preseason competition when the players come back and the west coast players always look like extra tanned and extra surf like they've just come from a fucking like i mean what a great place to do movie. pre-season training you're yeah. in one of the most beautiful places on you know you're going down the beach you're swimming i imagine it's not like one of those miserable sun Sunday morning recovery sessions where like people are standing in Port Phillip Bay yeah. and fucking freezing <laughs> with a condom yeah. sliding past. You're them. down at fucking Frio, surrounded by bikini models. Yeah, no, it's a tough morning at recovery, guys. The water's 26. <laughs> like, maybe that's why it's tough for them on the road. I mean, can you imagine that Melbourne sort of like you know how like oh, the hair, no, like I... what effect it's going to have on the hair? Or Tassie, t- oh, t- tough in Tassie, Tassie gets yeah. your hair frizzy. <laughs> That's the one thing. Too much moisture in the air. Well, yeah. I mean, it's very Ben, ben Brown down there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, all right. Next game. Next game. We've got to get through this because uh, I've got to take the dogs for a walk. So, um, all right. Uh, uh, Gold Coast. Here we go. Gold Coast and Geelong. The Gary Ablett Cup. Why would he leave? Fucking hell. Clearly, Gold Coast are closer to a premiership than Geelong are. Uh, yeah. I, no, I can't... I felt like I tipped this, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. It... Uh, West Coast, I mean West Coast, Gold Coast aren't aren't as bad as I, you know, I complain about them being like, well, you only just get like middle of the table performances, but they're pretty good. 
You know, I've got a bit of a rising star for you, actually, yeah. out of the Gold Coast. Um, Gary Ablett. Mm. Turns out he's really good still. Yeah. Yeah. He, someone Shouldn't said- he had one bad game this year and the entire footy industry shut down for a yeah, week? Totally. Remember that? Yeah, it was the same uh, theory where Ross Lyon couldn't go. Yeah. That, that that seven days when Gary Ablett was no good at footy because he got 16 possessions uh, in one moment. I was listening to a, a, a footy podcast yesterday and they were talking about how great is Gary and, you know, he obviously wasn't, you know, we wrote him off too early. And then one journalist has gone, oh, yeah, but he's um, one injury away from career over. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? How, how can you, like, even... Like, we're talking about how great he is and then you're just going, oh, he's one injury away from career over. Is that is that Right. Yes. Like, but isn't every player one injury away from their career being over? I mean, how, it depends how bad the injury is. Exactly. Yeah, but like, like it's yeah. like a weird thing to say. Because yeah. she was, I mean, I think... Yeah, you're like, it doesn't matter how good Paddy to, Dangerfield uh, is if he got his fucking leg cut off by a shark. Well, I, but I think... Well, bitten off more than the point. She was, she not was saying off. in the way that, like, his body's fragile or something, but he doesn't strike me... Like, he's had the shoulder problems and stuff, but he's still playing, like, contested football. Well, he's tackling and doing yeah. all those sort of things. No, no, there was a, there was definitely a time in the last sort of season or so where he's been protecting his shoulder. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like he's doing that now. I mean, just a fucking lazy slot one from the boundary line 50 metres out. Like, lazy. Like, he just, he's, yeah, he's a gun. Yeah. The, the most, uh, the most outrageous overreaction to anything. This I saw year. you got into it, uh, with Declan Fay on Twitter. <laughs> Because of what he said on uh, Junk Time. So, okay. So, he, he was guessing on Junk Time. And I really like Deck. He's a good guy. That was like, really funny. I had to text Michael, actually, when I listened to the episode. Because I was at the gym. And it was when Deck was retelling his story about <laughs> going into the Hawthorne change rooms as a right. kid and seeing Michael Tuck nude. And I almost killed myself. I almost dropped the bar across my throat because I was laughing so hard. It was a really good podcast. Very but he funny. got onto the, the, the topic of And Gary the other guy, Sonny... Bill Williams? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sonny Bill Williams was also <laughs> He's doing podcasting now. He's, he's gone through all the sports. Yeah. He's played all the sports, and now he's doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah I don't know what Sonny's last name, but he's very good on that podcast. So very good. Um, so uh, they were talking about Gary Ablett, and they, he just talked about the idea that maybe Gary Ablett wasn't a player who made other players around him good. Yeah, but and, when and, you and look- use the comparison that we've used before, like the Nathan Buckley, Malcolm Blight thing, where it's he leads by example. He's such a gun. You guys, when the game's in the balance, I'm just going to be awesome, and you guys just try and be as awesome as me. I think that that is underselling Gary Ablett. He also he has that definitely. There is an element of his game that is definitely about that. But if you look at the Gold Coast record when he's been playing versus the Gold Coast record when he's not playing, he definitely makes either he's the greatest player that has ever played because he can take this bunch of fucking no hopers to victory just by playing well himself, or he makes people around him better. There's only those I two choices. I think either of those choices seem just as credible as each other. He could very well be like the greatest Well, I think it's a bit of both. Of like, I, I, yeah, I, and that's, I think just because he's had these injuries the last couple of years, people are like, oh, well, it hasn't been a success for Gary at Gold Coast. I was like, he did win a Brownlow and probably should have won two. Do you like watching him play? Yeah. Like as a player? Like, yes. It's funny because. Like, I think he's a champion and stuff. But he, uh, I mean, he, he, he wouldn't be, like, in my top five he's players not like I'll in, go to that. Not in terms of the most exciting. Like, no, he's not you know, like a Buddy or a Cyril or yeah. an Eddie Betts or right. whatever. But right. there are elements or of his... Or even a Chris Judd. Like, there Chris, are elements of his game that I find as equally as compelling as that. I mean... Like what? 
Oh, well, I think that traditional stuff was like those goals from the boundary, you know, that kind of presence of mind, that kind of balance, the fact that he always felt like he had better balance and more time where he could just, you know, find his kind of center, like the, his, like whatever you call it, your center of gravity mm. and just like that sort of poise amongst that sort of traffic. I always enjoyed watching. I mean, when he was at his best as a midfielder too, like, he never had looked like he had explosive pace, but nobody ever fucking touched him. Yeah. So he must have. Yeah. Or he must have just had that like capacity to, you know, find that space. He, he, I think, you know, a very good footballer to watch. And, you know. That was a pff, agreement. Not so a it turns pff, out, guys. Uh, Gary Ablett's a good footballer? Gary Ablett's still good at footy. <laughs> Stop the press. Yeah. Jay up, Clark. Up there's, update. There's your scoop. There's your scoop for next week, Jay-Z. Gary Ablett's still good. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, rush. I think the next game is these. a game you may have. Uh, Western Bulldogs played the in. Richmond Football Club in a game that uh, I got to be honest with you. I was um, I was going to see a stand up show at the Sydney Comedy Festival. A friend of ours, Daniel Sloss, who did our live fofop, uh, live uh, at the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. He's been a regular guest on fofop, and uh, he. I was going to see his show that night. And so I watched uh, the game on my phone, the first half of the game on my phone on the way over to the gig. Mm, wouldn't have been uh, a very enjoyable ride over. You know what? Second quarter was okay. I felt like we were starting to get going. Much like every game I've watched yeah. for the Bulldogs this year. The Bulldogs are like a fucking old car yeah. in winter. Yeah. Like, doesn't start... Does not start well. No. No, we're definitely... like you're. <laughs> You've got to go inside the house, get a kettle, <laughs> pour it across the windscreen. <laughs> I mean... I wish that you were wrong, <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we really are. But once it gets going, yeah, it starts to purr, you know? Yeah. And we're still at that point where I just, I mean, you know, when, I mean, I was glad Stringer's knee wasn't more serious than it is and mm. those sort of things. But this just felt like one of those ones where I was like, again, it's just good that we keep winning most of these. Imagine if you had a fucking Ruckman. Like you guys are winning well, we will clearances. At some stage. You're wearing clearances now where you where you don't have a, a recognised ruckman. Like as soon as you get Roughhead back, and I definitely think Bontempelli is like as I as I kind of hope that he would. He just seems to be the more he plays and the more he's like warming up into the season, the better. Yeah, the better he's getting yeah, as well. 100%. So anyway, it was a good victory by us. Well, now a, a few people. I mean, the most Richmondy thing of the round was in the Richmond round of upsets being the only team that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And having also been leading by like five goals at one stage. Now, here's the thing. I appreciate the enthusiasm for it. People were saying it is the most Richmondy thing ever. And I just feel like I need to say, I don't think it was. I mean, it had elements of Richmondiness, like the getting to the big lead, getting overrun. The fact that they were in the lead for each of the first three quarters. Yeah, the question... That's a bit Richmond. The, the question, Old school Richmond. The questionable, like, you know, out of bounds, the deliberate out of bounds in, in the last 20 seconds. Like, there's a few elements, but to me, it was kind of like... Every band has an album that it's like, oh, well, what are they doing with this album? Like, you know, uh, fucking you uh, 2 do that disco album, and then they go back to... This is Richmond. It's, oh, yeah, it's Richmond. But it's not part of the greater narrative. Everyone just calm down. Something is building. This was not it. Like, we're all waiting for that quintessential Richmondy moment. Much like the football industry has become very reactive. Yeah. Like, you know, it's become one of those things where we just need to have so many opinions that people have outrageous opinions all the time. Mm. I think we were demanding too much of the Richmondiness of each week. You've yeah. got to sometimes look at Richmond as an overall story of Richmondiness. Yeah. You can't expect that every single week moment of being Richmond yeah. will involve 
rich it's a complex, being rich, Mindy. It's a, it's a it's a complex narrative, you know. Like it's a, it's it's working on a season long basis, but it's also a club history thing. But also, they're not going to give you all the fucking answers in like the third episode yeah. of Game of Thrones. It's a rich mosaic. Exactly, you've got to watch the whole series, and it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I, we can only with Richmond. It. You've got to do that sort of thing of sometimes just watching Richmond and going, I don't know how, but this will pay off later. Yeah. That's what Richmond And there was some and there was some really nice kind of like you know, Richmond touches like of you know, Dusty having a great game and, and Revolt fucking strutting around, chest out and stuff, and Rance just being fucking gun. Like he is I mean, I don't think I've had a favourite defender for a long fucking time, but I, I like watching Alex Rance play in terms of, you know, talking about Gazza and how he rates as a player you like to watch. I love watching Alex Rance play. Like he's he's like a He's like it's he's like a nineteen thirties like movie hero, like an Errol Flynn or something. It's just so, just so kind of like debonair and just flies into a contest. Well, even the fact that he's like a backman. Yeah. It's like one of those things where he's like, I just get the job uh, done. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But he sacrifices himself, he'll fly back into a back to take a grab. But he's such a fucking great player. What kind of money do you reckon he's on at Richmond? So Dusty and Cochin would be and, and Revolt would be at the top. Well, he's been the only person who was all Australian for the last three years. Alex and he Rance. renegotiated like two years ago, right? Yeah, remember ago. when he was going to have a year off? It must be big money, though. He'd be on big money, no whammies. Do you reckon defenders can command as much money as midfielders and forwards? I think for Alex Rance, you're paying the same sort of money as you're paying for most other people, I would have thought. Because he's just like a. Who a would gun be Richmond's player. highest paid player, I reckon? Well, it's going to be. Rance, I think it might be Rance, Rance or Martin. It'll be probably Martin after this next oh, yeah. year. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Where he's going. Yeah. Where he's walking. And in fact, Dusty will actually have to play four positions because they have to get rid of three other guys <laughs> to pay what they're going to have to pay. So uh, Bulldogs now becoming get-out-of-jail experts. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good at some stage if we get it all together. But, we've, you know, we've got a few injuries and there's still players to come back. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you like get if you're getting wins on the board and still not playing, as long as they just you're don't... You're kind of having the opposite to Adelaide start. Yeah. Like you're fighting tooth and nail, having some losses. It's a real scrappy beginning. But that means you could get that motor running by... Well, the upside is, like about this season for us is, it feels like, at the moment, it feels like we can win from anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter what... So, the upside, like, when you're watching a game is whenever you're in trouble, you still kind of feel like, ah, they can probably get out of this yeah, still, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. there's there's you're that element, right? You're a Hawthorne supporter. Yeah. For the last <laughs> oh, my God. 10 years. I'm a Hawthorne supporter now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have been listening to, like, hearing Michael and Declan talk about, like, you know, going into a game where you might lose is, like, a really hard feeling. <laughs> I almost ripped the fucking headphones off my head. But the downside is I don't think we've played that well this year. Like, I still don't feel like... And I don't want us to get into the habit of thinking that we can just, you know, do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, at some stage, you hope that they're going to warm up into, you know, being able to replicate this. Here's the thing about The thing that the Bulldogs have not done very well at all... Like, well, have just not done for a team that... We just haven't smashed anyone. Yeah. You know, like normally by now, if you're a good team, at some stage you've smashed a team. When do you play Hawthorne? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, all right, let's move on from that game. Uh, so, uh, Cremery. Where, where's Stuart Cremery? Oh, uh, in the twos, I think, at the moment. Just on form? I think so. I, I don't know. I can't remember if there was an injury and then the twos, but um, they, they've got a few players who are floating around like that who've either been injured or like, uh, you know, just form. I mean... 
that's a great. I think the Bulldogs have incredible depth. There's certainly players playing yeah. in the VFL. Like yeah, a, I see Bont reading books by um, philosophers yeah. all the time. Well, Red Pass kicked six, I think, on the weekend, and people kind of forget about Red, Red Pass, Pass and how and good he pass. was. Um, Tory Dixon's still back there. He's coming into a little bit more form, you know. So there's some really good players running around in the VFL for the Bulldogs, our second team that'll be in the AFL in two years if plans go right. The Elevate League. Um, all right, uh, we should rush through this because I've got uh, two got dogs to walk and food I've got to dogs cook. to work and f- food to prepare. So um, uh, Sydney, uh, the Sydney Swans yeah. uh, of old beat the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, nothing. To talk Buddy about kicked that, eight. Man. Yeah, well, beautiful. Well Sydney are on the board. Good to have Sydney back. Okay, and <laughs> all you Swan supporters out there have been wait listening for 50 minutes just to get to the Swans game. They're like, finally the Swans won. Finally I can listen to my first episode of this podcast. Yeah, it's anyone. It's anyone. I mean, that's good. What else is there to say? Yeah. Uh, Frio. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne and Hawthorne. Oh, Melbourne and Hawthorne. Now, this was, so Hawthorne beat Melbourne because Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. <sighs> Melbourne and Melbourne. It's really weird, right? Like, they should be better than this. They are better than this, but they're... Take Max Gorn out. I just think at their best, they, when you, they're one of those teams that if you watch them and you don't watch the whole game, they fuck your idea of who they are so badly. <laughs> because if you watch, like, there are quarters when you watch Melbourne. I think it was the third quarter, like, on the weekend. Like, so I, I only watched, I had, no, so I, like, it's half time. You look at the score and then you watch them play in the third quarter and you're like, Melbourne could win the fucking premiership. Yeah. Like, you know, they look so good when they look good, but they're... It's kind of like, it's a bit of a GWS. Yeah, injury. there is a little GWS going on there. No grit. Don't have a chase. And do you feel okay about Hawthorne? See, the thing, I was watching that game and if Melbourne won, they would take our place in the eight, but we'd get a higher drive pick. Right. If Hawthorne won, we stay in the eight, but we get a lower I feel like pick. your draft pick's still going to be pretty high. So <laughs> I think you're okay. okay. I think you'll be fine. Thanks, mate. Uh, and then uh, the final game of the round was Fremantle taking on Essendon. Um, I've got to stop picking Essendon. Like, I can't remember if I did for this one, but... Uh, I feel like I would have picked Frio. I feel like I did as well, but I'm, I cannot remember. But Essendon, I think, are just not quite as good as I hoped they might have been. Someone sent us a photo on Twitter from the ground saying that um, could not see anything wrong with Danaher's head from where she was sitting. Okay. But Did um, she say where she was sitting there? hair is very noticeable, very big. And definitely dreadlocks? Well, she just said it, you know, you can just definitely noticeable. see his hair. Okay. Because she's right up in the nosebleed section. <laughs> but the hilltop hoods. Uh, all right. Uh, this weekend, let's get to it. It was Friday night footy in her hoodie. She, <laughs> she was she was in her hoodie. Uh, one of the greatest rap lyrics of all time to this the day. The only time AFL has ever been referenced in a rap Friday song. night footy in, in my, my hoodie. hoodie. I can hide. Uh, okay. Uh, West Coast Eagles at Domain Stadium on uh, Friday night up against my show down the road at the Regal Theatre in Subiaco against the Western Bulldogs. Uh, who do you reckon? West Coast at home or the Western Bulldogs, Charlie? Because I know... <laughs> West Coast. They're and, at home. West Coast are no good, Will. You'll beat them. I hope so too. The Western Bulldogs for me. Hawthorne uh, take By on. By the way, all the, all the static <laughs> we're getting from people on, about this show is from the West. So we've both hit the Bulldogs against the Eagles. If you guys do lose, we're going to cop some shit. I'm in a lose-lose situation. I'm literally there the weekend <laughs> this happens. If we win, I can't go out on Saturday. If we lose, I can't go out on Saturday. It's fucking my a whole disguise. weekend. Buy like a fake mustache or something. 
I mean, that's not bad. I don't, actually don't mind that. I've always wanted... My name is Rill Wanderson. I'm going to get a Ben Brown fucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Hawthorne take on the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I guess in Tassie, I think it might be. Ah, well, that's a Hawthorne win. Hawthorne, you'd think so, right? But yeah. th- that's one of those games where if something crazy was going to happen... It could happen. No, I don't feel. I feel like I feel like Brisbane are a bit cooked. They've been really disappointing the last couple of weeks since your game, actually. It's true. Uh, I, Saturday, May the thirteenth, St Kilda at Etihad Stadium take on Carlton in a game that is probably a little tighter and uh, a bit more nerves, bit of a so. danger game than you would have thought it would have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we played him in the uh, JLT um, when the Premier, with the Premiers of the JLT. Yeah, and we beat him by uh, close to hundred points. Yeah, I believe they played a young side. In that game. Well, it's still playing a pretty young side. Yeah, I, I, we should win that. I mean, if we're serious, we should win that. You should win that. Uh, St. Kilda, for me. Uh, GWS at Spotless take on Collingwood. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. It's clobbering time. Or is it? Is it backs against, backs the, wall against the wall? Oh, my God. I mean, if you get. The problem is for Collingwood that GWS lost last week. Yeah. I think if GWS had won against the Saints... If it's had more backs against the wall... This would have been a perfect prospect. fucking time where you could have mugged them. But if GWS lose at and home to Collingwood... And they Sydney. Yeah, like they do. Have, they do. Record, you know what? You're right. I'm picking the pies. Backs against the wall. Can't go against it. I'm going to say GWS, but if this... If Collingwood beat GWS, I am never again from this day, and I pledge it on the podcast, ever when it comes to Collingwood, betting anything other than backs against the wall. This is my last time at going into the sensible world. You've gone to backs against the wall. Yeah. If they win, it proves backs against the wall. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Essendon uh, and Geelong at the MCG. Geelong had a couple of losses in a row. I think this is their bounce back game. I think this is where Geelong... This is also the kind of game that Geelong could lose. Who? Hang on. Who, who are Melbourne playing this week? And that'll determine... Uh, all right, okay, um, I'm going to tip an ups- I'm going to tip an upset. I'm I'm sort of tempted to go for the Bombers. Adelaide and Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in Melbourne? Adelaide. Oh no, fuck it. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, the Cats should win this. Yeah, Cats should win this. But I'm going to tip the Bombers, and that's my luck of the week. Is it the MCG? Yes. Yeah, I can, I, yeah. I, I've got a feeling the Bombers are going to win that one. Oh, I think Geelong have just got to win it. Um, Adelaide, yes, taking on Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval. Adelaide, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like Adelaide will have a point to prove. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Richmond take on Fremantle at the MCG. Now, <sighs> hmm, interesting because if Richmond were gonna like if Richmond wanted to kind of continue, that you've had a couple of losses, then you lose to Frio at the G. That's, that would really Richmond-y. be. Like bringing it back to, you know, something that... Yeah, so if they beat Frio, what does it tell us? Nothing. Whereas if Maybe they... that they're on the way back, though. Maybe that this is the start of their rebuild after a little minor hiccup. Yeah, but it doesn't... It doesn't... I mean, I'm just trying to speak from the vibe of Richmondiness. I know. Like, the win seems less Richmondy than the loss. The question is, do they pull the trigger on Richmondy now? Like you said, it's a long season. Yeah. 
Or is this like the, the start now? After a minor hiccup, is this the start of the rebuild? You get a win against Frio at the G. Yeah, because and this and the, you know, yeah, and you start to get. You're right. Because otherwise, otherwise, all the fun goes out of it. A yeah, because because it was a hint of Richmondy yeah. losing to you guys because they were leading by so much. So then, if they went full Richmondy, yeah. now you don't want to say that. Ba- yeah, bad pacing. It's too early. Yeah, they'll yeah, win this too game. early. Let's let's say Richmond will win that. Uh, Gold Coast taking on Port Adelaide uh, at. Uh, well, I guess uh, it says Beijing JS. Stadium. Oh, oh, of course, this is the China game. I forgot it. This yeah. was the China game. Uh, yes, in the China game where uh, Rocket Aid clearly does not want them to oh. go. What's a fucking something like 20 hours travel or something for them to yeah. get to the game? I mean, I feel like he's taken into account fucking Qantas lounge time. But <laughs> anyway, I get what you're saying, Rocket. But it's not like... Anyway. Well, apparently they're, so it's, uh, they're not taking be, their asthmatics. Yeah, because it's 32 degrees and, uh, sa- sandstorms forecast. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, so, like, that'll be interesting. Uh, I guess when, uh, when they're flipping the coin, you're picking which way you want to kick, you just see where the sand is blowing. I imagine. <laughs> I'm going to kick towards the dunes. Uh, port, I've got to win that, right? Oh, fuck Gold Coast aren't even uh, taking their asthmatics. <laughs> Uh, if Port don't win, yeah, I'm going to pick Port in that game. Yeah, I think so. Are you going to watch that? I'm going to watch that just to see what the fuck is going on. Oh, definitely. I'm yeah. going to watch that. Uh, and then uh, the final round of uh, Game of the Round, uh, the North Melbourne Football Club at Etihad Stadium take on Sydney Swans in a game that's now a bit hard to pick, I reckon. Is it really? Sydney are a little bit back. They've no, got a bit of their not. swagger back. No. North Melbourne, yeah, they've won one, but they're without Jared, they're without their best player, Jared White. You know what I'm doing, Will? I'm oh, pulling yeah. out You're a not bottle a... here. Oh, I'm just giving it a bit of a shake around. Hang on, I that's not what I think it is, is it, Charlie? And I, I take a little, I take a little whiff, a little whiff of the shin bone of spirit, Will. You're going to see a little bit of that this weekend. Yeah, I'd like to think North Melbourne will win this as well. I'm going to say North Melbourne. All right. Uh, That's the podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's not much of a hilarious finish, but that's what it is. Shin Bunny Spirit. Shin Bunny Spirit. That was pretty good. Champagne comedy. Yeah, we couldn't get it. That was good. That was... (laughs) Mate, you don't need champagne when you've got the Shin Bunny Spirit, if you know what I mean. Uh, All right. Uh, We have a a Patreon page for our other podcast, Tofop, but if you like this podcast and you want to help us do it, you can support it there. Uh, your souls, uh, souls, your shows. My souls have been, my souls have been, <laughs> been sold. sold out. Have yep. your shows been sold out? For uh, WA? Or is there still time to get tickets? There is still time to get tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come, uh, the Saturday night, we added an extra show. So there, there are some tickets available and there is still. So either way, win, lose or draw, you've got something to yell at Will on the second show on Saturday night. I would night. not encourage people to yell, but if you want to come in at least. No, you should. Hey, Will, Will loves it. Will, Will wants you guys to come down and just. Harangue him for about the football result. Here's, an hour. here's what I I'm would sure the other audience members will love it. Here's what I would say. Don't yell, but if on the Saturday, if the West Coast Eagles win and you want to sit in the audience wearing your West Coast no, Eagles jumper so or your West Coast Eagles whatever, so the whole time you know that I'm thinking about the fact that you beat my team, then you, you know what? You can do that. Would you go out, if the Bulldogs win, would you go out to one of your shows on Saturday in the Bulldogs game? No, Charlie. No. Just do it. Literally on the radio this morning, they go, oh, they should have got you down to the game to do a little bit of stand-up before the game. That would be the best gig in the world. It's like me and 40,000 people who hate my team. No, no, yeah, that would be a great gig. 
real one of my real memories of my time in stand-up comedy. So, guys, you guys like politics, right? You guys like politics jokes, right? You suck! My name's Will, Will Anderson, WA, WA. Come on, guys, we've got a lot in common. We hate you! <laughs> so, you ever notice when the Dockers are playing here that it looks like penises on the top of the... Fuck off! Uh, so Perth this weekend, <laughs> Darwin Thursday night, then Perth this weekend. And then after that, I've still got, uh, Belmont, um, uh, Nelson Bay, um, no, no. Wagga Wagga, no, no, I don't no. know, other places, Montreal, You've but I'm a- guessing there's no one, uh, in Montreal listening to this AFL football podcast. Yeah, Martin so. Pike. Well, Mike, Mike Pike, Mike yeah. Pike. <laughs> his brother, Martin, he's a big yeah. fan. Mike Pike, if you have any relatives back home who yeah. want to come out and see my shows in Montreal, I'll be doing it there as well. All right, we're done. Play on, not 15. Uh, inappropriate attempt to keep the ball in. We are two guys, one car.